I'm Samantha. I'm from Pegwis First Nation. Um, nice my to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Mm-hmm. My family is from East Selkirk along the Red River. Uh, uh, Robin Reddison. Uh, I, as you know, the Indigenous Liaison at Thunder Bay Public Library. My mother's family is from uh, Manitou Rapids or Rainy River First Nation and I am a band member of Natanjikamig First Nation which is literally across the highway from uh, Manitou Rapids. Yeah, well, thank you guys. You've done such great work. Yeah. Well, the work you're doing is really, it's really, it's leadership, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so we're just going to ask you a few questions on uh, the role you think libraries can play in reconciliation. Uh, what role do you think libraries can play in ending Indigenous suicide and homicide? I just wanted to start with something Big easy one. and yeah. light. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what's your favorite book? But I was like, ugh. By doing what the Thunder Bay Library is doing actually helps a lot not just increasing people's knowledge about literature, mm-hmm. about our stories and the, our books that are out there mm-hmm. and sometimes haven't been promoted or prominently displayed, but you're going that extra mile by reaching out to the people that are actually coming into your library. Mm-hmm. You know, you're making your library, it's a community center, right? Mm-hmm. That is so innovative because a lot of people say, you know, oh, we're turning towards digital, there's no more paper anymore, um, things are all going to computers and things you can get online, but you're making the library more relevant by drawing people in, and people come. I mean, I did, I hung out at the Brody Street Library when I was writing Seven Fallen Feathers, and mm-hmm. I would see everybody coming in, mm-hmm. and what you've done at that location is brilliant, because the people need it, mm-hmm. for sure. If you could direct a library without any restrictions, what would the ideal library look like? I think the ideal library has to be a civic engager. It would be a place that would have lots of windows, lots of comfy and hard chairs, because it depends on what you're doing. Yes, iPads and computers, so many books, and I would like a library to be a civic leader. I would like a library to do what you're doing with the public health nurses. I would like social workers coming in. You also have job retraining at one of your um, locations too. I think that's incredible. Education, holding nights that are important and bringing the community together. You're already doing all those things and that's what the city needs. Somebody to step up and do that. Organize nights and places where people feel safe and they don't feel like they're being yelled at or talked down to, Mm -hmm. Um, but instead it's an inclusive space where everybody's welcome. That's what libraries should Mm -hmm. be. So if you were to give advice to a a white library staff worker, whether they're library assistant or library technician or a librarian or any member of library staff who's white, what advice would you give to them about how they can better better end white supremacy, better support indigenous nation building, mm-hmm. better engage reconciliation? Uh, it's all about education. It's all about educating yourself and reading more, mm-hmm. getting involved more, not being scared of, of someone that's different than you. Mm-hmm. That very much begins when you're a child. Sometimes it's hard to relearn but a book is a good way to do it. Is there a book that you think all libraries in Ontario should have besides yours? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good and a very tough question. Mm-hmm. One book off the top of my head mm-hmm. is An Inconvenient Indian mm-hmm. by Thomas mm-hmm. King. Absolutely. It's a good overview. Just lets you know. I would also suggest The Truth About Stories. Mm. Thomas King's Massey Lectures are brilliant. They um, really are. They really yeah. are. I had that book beside me when I wrote both my books mm. and I flip to it often about his his style and mm-hmm. what he can do the book half-breed it's Marilyn Marilyn Dumont yeah. yeah it's her son now that's that's also a book I think that should be everywhere because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. reading that book 
I found it under my mother's bed mm. when I was uh, 12 or 13, and I read it. Yeah. I recently read an excerpt from it in an anthology, and it was really moving. Yeah. Um, what about children's books? Jeanette Robertson spoke on the water, the water walker. This is the one about uh, Josephine? Yeah, <clears throat> that book should be everywhere. The Marrow Thieves for Young Adults, mm-hmm. I think is really helps engage young adults and it doesn't matter what color your skin is. When you read The Marrow Thieves, you'll just think mm-hmm. so much more about things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe um, young people mm-hmm. will think of Indigenous people in a different way. Mm-hmm. I would also like to say poetry. There's so... I just ordered like 20 new books of poetry. <laughs> you know, really, Indigenous storytelling is mostly oral. And when I mm-hmm. read poetry mm-hmm. by our writers, I often think this is the best mm-hmm. forum yeah. for us, right? Yeah. Is poetry, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so much. Um, Leanne Bettismoke Simpson's mm-hmm. work is beautiful. So good. I was thinking about this because I was ordering all this new books by Indigenous authors that have come out recently, and it was a lot of it was poetry, and I was thinking, like, why is so much of this poetry? Is it because I just like poetry? But I think it's because a lot of Indigenous cultures have such a high value on oratory and the oral tradition, and that, that comes out in poetry. So, like, a lot of Indigenous cultures really have a are much more oriented around like oral tradition mm-hmm. and oral mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. Um, and libraries are all about the written word <laughs> in mm-hmm. a lot of ways mm-hmm. whether physically or, on- mm-hmm. or online resources do you think that besides ordering more poetry books which i did <laughs> are there ways do you think that libraries can better make space for oral tradition absolutely mm-hmm. story circles mm-hmm. um special nights maybe where You've got tea and bannock. Can you invite an elder mm-hmm. in to have a story? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You might be doing that. And um, yeah, okay, so you are. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I think that's amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and bring the youth yeah. in too. Mm-hmm. Ask them to come. That is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And you're already doing it. So earlier I asked you, like, what advice would you give to, like, white library staff? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying, like, education, self-educate. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you have any advice for, like, racialized minorities who are, i.e., not white and not indigenous, mm-hmm. who work in libraries. Is there anything that you would say to them specifically as settler Canadians or settlers who are people of color working in libraries? What would mm-hmm. you say to them to encourage them or what advice would you give to them? To do the, the same, actually excuse me, as uh, non-Indigenous people, just mm-hmm. get involved, mm-hmm. read as much as you can, attend those nights where uh, you've got storytelling mm-hmm. and uh, tea and bannock, mm-hmm. and just be a part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that that's all any of us can do, really, to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science in a way, you know? It's, it's not easy. <laughs> easy, I know. Um, and then what advice or what would you say to Indigenous library staff workers? the unicorns that we are <laughs> keep on being unicorns. actually no no change from unicorns so you're not the only one how important is it that we have our people in libraries our stories are ancient they go back through generations they absolutely need to be part of a public institution like a library you cannot just have stories from one side there has to be both Mm -hmm. and that's so important and I know that your library understands that but Mm -hmm. it needs to grow there's a a movement to get First Nations libraries as well we're in conversation with the reserve about uh, like wouldn't that be wonderful too Mm -hmm. you know having libraries Mm -hmm. that's so needed look how Mm -hmm. well used your library Mm -hmm. is everybody comes right Mm -hmm. so wouldn't that be great if there were libraries and communities It'd be a safe place for everyone to go. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think yeah. I think it really would be a fun one. What is your first memory of a public library? I think my first memory definitely was story time. Mm-hmm. Going to story time with my mom and sitting in a circle and Were listening those, like, to positive books. positive experiences? Or? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I always loved story and mm-hmm. I remember that very much as, as a little person. I like being told stories and I like to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And my, my favorite book was Corduroy. Classic. Just two, like, maybe shorter questions. What film, like, slash DVD would you recommend that all libraries have? Because in Thunder Bay, we're kind of the exception where DVD circulation is still thriving. Mm-hmm. People always come for DVDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there, is there a film that you think every library in Ontario should have this in their collection? I guess it doesn't have to be documentary. It could be comedy or, <clears throat> or of Indigenous It could films. be smoke signals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Rumble. Put Rumble in That's there. about the rock, the history it's of rock. It's about music. Yes. It's about music. But I think that, mm-hmm. you know, Rumble would appeal to all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that music and mm-hmm. art is so important mm-hmm. um, as ways to open doors. Oh, for sure. We just, we just saw it on the weekend at the Junos with Jeremy uh, Dutcher and um, the Arkells. And so I think that music can bring people in in a different way. And, you know, a lot of people would come and rent it. And Angelique's Lyle, for sure, for specifically to this area. And then what are you currently reading? <laughs> I just got finished reading There, There. That's a... Tommy Orange. Tommy Orange, Oakland, California. Yes. Which is incredible. So do you read books like cover to cover? Or do you yeah. read like me and have like 10 books on the go and just read what you No, I do. I do read them cover to cover. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, uh, it's really good. I'm really, honestly, really proud of the work you're doing. <laughs> thanks. And thanks for coming yeah. out.